What's up, everybody? Jay Miller here back again. This is the pit show where normally I would be sitting down with someone virtually talking about uh, productivity, technology, development, whatever. Uh, usually whatever, you know, scratches my itch. But recently on Twitter, I heard about this app that was almost a year in the making that has been the kind of app that I've been looking for for a long time, and I have a lot of questions. So then I got in touch with uh, Zachary Lyman, the creator of this app, Jelly Cuts, and there's just there's a bunch to talk about. But first, let me introduce him. Uh, Zachary Lyman is a 17 year old student, so there is future in the world of automation and development. Um, the old guard can rest easily and retire, uh, and leave it leave it to the millennials and like the Gen Zers out there to to pick it up. Uh, but uh, he's been teaching himself programming since 2015. Uh, picked it up heavily when he got into high school, which I mean, again, I got into high school and like had dial up. So like, that's awesome. Uh, released two iOS apps on the store. Um, Jelly Cuts being the newest one, also programs in JavaScript, Node, and Python. So, uh, Zach, how are you doing? First of all, I'm, I'm good. How are you? Uh, it, it has been a busy week, a busy day and a busy week, but, uh, I'm I'm actually like really excited about this. So tell tell me the what's what's with all the programming? Like is it is it just this is just you? This is what you like to do? Was it like school related? Like what's up with that? Uh honestly, it's all really just me. I back in 6th grade, so I don't like maybe forever forever ago for me, but not really that long ago, my teacher allowed me to do a project on iOS app development. And that was the first year Swift came out. So ever since then, I was kind of in that space. Like I, I knew I wanted to do something with programming, but throughout middle school, I didn't do much at all. I just kind of went through life just doing school and stuff. And then when I got to high school, I got uh, a Mac that could actually run Xcode. And that's where I kind of started off and started making little apps for myself. I'm wondering, are you, do you prefer to like operate on a Mac or are you kind of like iPad, iPhone, like that lifestyle? I'm 100%. I prefer my Mac. Really? I, I would, yeah, I would definitely, like if I have to do writing or anything, I'll pick up a Mac and start using it. I do like, I got an iPad recently to work on jelly cuts actually. And I have been using it for small things, but the Mac will always be like, I'll grab it first if I need to do anything. Wow, I I honestly wasn't expecting that. So, um, me too. Uh, but that that makes me feel slightly younger, I guess. I don't know that uh, that's that's wild. Let's let's jump into like jelly cuts because that that's why we're here. Like I, I saw this this link uh, for jelly cuts. What tell everybody like what is jelly cuts? So jelly cuts is a development environment for shortcuts. So iOS shortcuts. It allows you to write uh, shortcuts in a coding language, so uh, my own programming language, Jelly, um, instead of shortcuts, graphical way of drag-and-drop coding for shortcuts. So it's a really easy way to quickly write large shortcuts. And I think one of the biggest selling features is the copy and paste. Since it's just text, you can copy and paste massive blocks of code, unlike how shortcuts does. And it's also just way quicker to write. So... 
and and forgive me because again i got through the hello world and then i was like whoa <laughs> this is this is deep like first of all thank you so much for making an app like this as i mentioned before like i have been telling people like we need to have both like both both sides kind of need love like i'm i'm on the python side i'm operating in a terminal or you know an ide most of the time and whenever i have to think about how i make a shortcut i think about it as if i were writing a script so it's in my mind it's like how do i do this how do i do these things but i also feel like in order to expand the potential of what people can do we need stuff that's like not just swift ui we don't need like oh we made swift easier to write but more like okay i need to be able to do something like i'm not sure if you're familiar with keyboard maestro but uh that whole block system of take this block this block does a thing add it here and that's a line of code and like the more blocks you add the more complicated it gets and and all that stuff so I feel like that's what we need on the Mac side. We need more apps like that. We need more official apps like that. Cough shortcuts on the Mac. Let's make that happen. Um, But also we need that ability to tap into the terminal and to tap into running like scripted automation on iOS as well, because it doesn't need to be one or the other. It doesn't need to be, oh, my iPad is for play for Netflix or, you know, building shortcuts or whatever. And then the Mac is for the hard work. I, f- I feel like both sides kind of need enough, like as much help as they can get if we're going to continue to to develop automations. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, they definitely need to be better, like better interchangeability between the two. And yeah, shortcuts for Mac is hopefully coming this WWDC or sometime soon. My original thought was like this is like this is like some some developer that's like been in the game for a long time, <laughs> like sitting there thinking like okay I'm really I'm really sure WWDC they're going to announce shortcuts for the Mac and I just want to be like day one we already have an app that supports it and I was like no way off just completely off you just had like I wanted to build this thing and I built it which I mean to me those are the best apps but uh, tell me. Tell me a little bit about the decision to do like the VS code integration stuff. That was, that's dope. Like I, I, I mean, I'm a Nova user, but I mean, I'm, I'm also hoping that maybe Nova will get that integration too sometime. It, it may soon, actually. I've had a few requests for Nova support. So I'm definitely be looking into that in the next few weeks once I get my next update out. But the VS code stuff actually came from, it's pretty hard to code on an iPhone. Um, I tried to make it as easy as possible with like the code completion and like quick actions in the toolbar. But some people really do prefer working in their own IDE that they've used and they use in their daily work. So I spent a lot of time trying to figure out a way to do it. And I landed on the Visual Studio Code bridge. So what it does is it connects Visual Studio Code directly into the iOS app. So you can code your shortcuts and your jelly cuts on like your Mac or your PC and then connect into the app and download the files. The feature was originally really different than what's on the App Store now, but because of Apple and App Review, it had to get changed actually last minute. You you've made like every single consideration, like documentation, like code examples, all of these things. I feel like a lot of that was probably to help with like that app review process otherwise people would be like what are you doing 
Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the little things and the reason the t- the app took eleven months for me to make was I I read over the guidelines over and over and over again, and obviously in the end I did miss something, but I wanted to make it as appealing of an app for Apple and for actually well the users also, and I knew if I had like a complete app with everything in it, I had a much better chance of actually making it in the store because yeah I am piggybacking on shortcuts which. I don't know if anyone's done before on the store and from what I can tell they haven't or like haven't piggybacked on a system feature as much as I did. So I really wanted to be able to like have a reason to be like, Hey, I'm here. I made a polished app that you want on your store. There are a few apps out there and and I, I put this kind of in that category of like, you know, these niche apps that have a very specific role and there's even a smaller section of, here are the shortcut power tools. Uh, basically, like you have Pushcut, MFC Deck from Adam Tao, who's a great guy. Yeah. Um, like all Deluxe of those pro and exactly. So like all of these apps rely on shortcuts. Like if if mm-hmm. Apple said we're totally redesigning how shortcuts works and operates, everybody there would be very very upset. But at yeah. the same time, it's to me it's like building an ecosystem. It's Almost like, you know, you mentioned writing your own language for this, um, which, I mean, is, is it just like a parser or are you just like, just, did you like build an interpreter right. for it? Right now, it, so I built a lot. So I originally wanted to use a popular like language parsing tool, Antler, but their iOS version is completely broken from what I can tell. And I am not the best at understanding how other people write software. Like reading the antler source code and stuff just was not clicking for me. So I went through, I had to make my own parser for Jelly. And then then I made a transpiler. So it basically looks at every the, the parsed code and converts it into a shortcut. In the future, I do want to make a interpreter. So you won't have to kick out the shortcuts. But right now, it's just a transpiler just to move the code into shortcuts. Yeah, I mean, and that's basically, you know, in the simple hello world that I made, it was, I mean, one, you made it very easy. It was like push a button and then like all the options are there and it's like, okay, do I need this? Do I not need this? Do I need this? I think the one issue that I ran into was when I I did like the say text and I didn't know what to put in for rate. Uh, So when I first said it, it said it like really fast. And then I I thought I was like, okay, just put one, like one, that's good. Um, But no, I guess one is like double speed. So it's like 0.5 or like you just take it out and then it's fine. Um, And then also figuring out like what were the language settings. And again, that's me coming from not being a Swift developer, not knowing what uh the the code was expecting but again mm-hmm. once i once i just looked at the documentation it was like oh okay i don't really need this let me just take that out and then here uh en dash us i'm very familiar with that so let me just throw that in there and cool now i have a, a shortcut that was built using this like text language and the the one question that i had that i wanted to play with but did not get to was how does this work with other apps? Like, am I able to say, like, open this app and execute this command that, you know, this app is enabled in shortcuts? So right now, like in the current store version, there's n- there aren't third-party actions yet. But this whole system, the underlying system, 
was created so that I could very quickly just throw in other apps actions. So like a big one that people ask for is like data jar or toolbox pro actions. Mm -hmm. And I've done it. Like I have copies working that have third party actions and they're super easy to add. I just have to get to that. So the actually the roadmap is 1.1 coming out sometime soon. And then 1.2 is going to be my big update with a whole bunch of third party actions. So I just want to, I'll talk with like developers of those apps and see if they're good with it, if I can add their actions in. And if they are, I'll be adding those in for people to use within the app. Where are you like storing all of the documentation for Jelly, the language? Because I feel like that's something that could, in a way, almost be submitted to. Like, hey, if I have Super Apex or whatever and I want to make sure that my shortcuts are compatible with jelly. Like if all I have to do is contribute these lines of code and the language is built out and documented, like, I mean, looking at it, I'm I'm sure things are documented somewhat, but I feel like the app developers themselves could say, Oh, here's the code for how I execute these shortcuts. And then from there, like it's a joint effort that makes the process a lot simpler. I've definitely, I've been pondering the idea of letting, doing it how like kind of Apple does it with having people submit to some repository their like their actions and then their own documentation for their actions and having me or some automated system compile those so they can be like a community source to extend the Jelly language with all these third party, um, I guess, libraries for apps. So that's definitely been an idea of allowing other people to add them in. Yeah, I I mean, I could see how similar to like how homebrew works where you just say like, hey, Jelly is the base language. It has the base syntax. Here, Here's the instruction set. If you want your app to be Jelly compatible, here's all you need to do. Um, here's how you set up each of your actions and here's how it, how it transpiles. And then from there, you just have like a section in your app that just says, you know, search for an app. It's either there or it's not. And if it is, you download it and that downloads the instructions that needed. I don't know how that works in terms of app review. Cause again, not an app developer. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like the perfect world. Ah, just do this and it works, but I am not, I am in no way telling you how to build this thing because I didn't even think it could be done. So I'm still like blown away that, you know, you figured it out and you, you've been able to do all of this as much as you have. And honestly, even, even the way that you've done it now, it's such a great start because you can build out everything and just, I, I would even say throw in comment blocks of just like throw a comment here that says this, throw a note here that says this, yeah. throw a note here that says this, and then replace those notes with the actual shortcuts in the app. So, I mean, you can, if you, if you're, you know, familiar with the language set, you can build something starting out on your computer and then move it over to your phone or move it over to your iPad. And then when you have time, you're just tinkering with it. You just, Oh, let me open that up real quick. Oh, let me add this, this little app in here and do, do what I got to do. Um, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not the first one to do it. I, I thought I was. And then when I made my first post on the shortcuts subreddit, someone sent me to this um, older project for iOS 12 and 13 called I think SCPL, so Shortcuts Programming Language, um, 
which I didn't actually know existed until I'd already built most of the system. So that was cool to see that someone had tried had tried before. But yeah, so yeah, thank you for the, the words. Well, and and I'll use this to kind of go into the 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 second bit of the interview here of your the difference is the the amount of care that has gone into making the experience worth pursuing. Like, I think it was one of those things that the first time I saw it was with like Simon Stovering from Scriptable, where it was just like every command wasn't, it wasn't just documented. It was like well-documented, like Greg Pearson drafts is like another great example of that, where it's like, I know if I have a question of how a thing works, I can go to the documentation and, and like in some cases, not only see what the code looks like, but like each of your blocks have code examples on them of like, this is what this looks like. You could literally copy and paste this. And, and again, you've made it even better because you can just scroll. If you know, if you know the command that you're looking for, you scroll it, you tap it and everything is already pre built. You just have to provide yeah. your variables. I love building the system for that. Cause I originally, I was so scared of making documentation for all of the actions. Most of the are. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, my, my code, no comments. Actually, surprisingly, decently commented for the jelly cuts, even though I still get confused on how I actually do stuff. But back to the documentation, building the documentation was actually like such a scary part because I didn't want to have to go through and write out like all this stuff, every single thing, and then have to change if I make one change somewhere. So the system in the app, actually, you, I make a change in one spot. It replicates across all the documentation everywhere, which is awesome in my, well, at least I, I love it because I don't have to do that much work. I guess it's like a, a mini automation within the code base. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, like, I, I'm trying to think of how to say this because I've, I've had people get mad at me when I said this before. <laughs> if you, if you are building shortcuts with the intent that other people can use those shortcuts, you are a programmer. <laughs> like that, mm-hmm. you are. I, a no, I agree. Yeah. Like yeah. the amount of when you're writing your code to like just work for you, like that's cool. And, and by all means, like ninety percent of the stuff that I write, I write <laughs> for me, and I write for like presentations that I have to give. So I get that. But there is such a difference in. You know, my projects, when I'm writing it with the intent of someone else is going to have to figure this out, how do I make this so that other people can figure this out? Even if it's just, you know, grab block A and, you know, putting it here and maybe adding a comment block or whatever, or in this case, building an entire app and spending so much time and focus on like, here's how I build the examples. Here's how I build the, you push a button and the exact way, like... You will yeah. save so many people time from just oh I, there's a comma in the wrong place or oh I didn't I didn't write this correctly which I mean as a Python developer I do that all the time with stuff like date time stuff where it's like oh what is it is it percent D percent F percent Z like they all do something different and like if you don't get it right like it may work but it's not going to give you the result that you're looking for so yeah. for you to have put all of that that time and energy into it. I mean, honestly, there's like a set of apps by indie developers that I think that major software develop 
like major, you know, app developing companies, companies that have these apps that are sitting at the top of the app store, like they should be looking at what these indie developers are doing because there are so many apps out there that I either have to use or like I want to use because it's whatever. And then I get to it. I'm like, how do I like, how do I do this? And then I go to this app that's built by one person that has an entire website of documentation (laughs) devoted to it. Every single like, like line of code that you can execute has like paragraphs of detail added to it. And meanwhile, you know, you've got companies as large as Facebook and stuff like that, that are just like, I can't. I can't use your API because I don't know what I'm doing with it. Yeah, I tried to use the Google AP, API a while back to do some Obsidian integration, and I gave up because nothing. I just it's like, oh, well, now do this. Well, how do I do that? I don't know. Figure it out. I can tell when documentation is an afterthought, or documentation has to be so compatible that it it is like barely understandable by anybody that uses it. Like I love, I love companies that are like, here's the Python version. Here's the Ruby version. Here's the node version. Here's how you would do this in react. Here's how you would do this in Perl and PHP and Golang. And it's mm-hmm. just like, that's great. But can you get like the description at the top that kind of <laughs> explains what's happening? Can you put that in a little bit more detail? Because again, if, even if I see what it's doing, if I don't understand what's happening, then it's still kind of useless to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with all that. So la- last part here, what what is the plan? Like, what is next? Normally you've got like, normally I'm interviewing people that are like, oh, this is my job. I'm an indie developer. Or they're like, you know, this was a side thing and I'm a developer over at this company. But like, I genuinely don't know. I don't know what to ask. <laughs> like, like college plans like are you oh god shoot the indie latin i'm I'm not gonna mess with you on that but like (laughs) what what is next in terms of app development whether it's jelly cuts or what's you know whatever is in the future for you i i'm definitely i want to keep going with jelly cuts as long as apple lets me so as long as apple lets me keep it going i want to keep it going and then if i eventually do like grow out of it i want to make it a community thing so allow the community that's been started around it to keep it going themselves and like just like be a maintainer but not a main worker anymore so that's where i want jelly cuts to go in the future is like i just want to keep it as a tool for the community to use always and allow them to just make it better when i'm not it's not my main focus anymore and then like after jelly cuts i i definitely have other apps i want to make and other apps like I'll probably end up making in the future. I don't know what yet, but I definitely have plans to keep making apps. Well, the ones you've already done are amazing. So great work <laughs> on that. And and I, I will say, I'm if if you want to solve how we how we can like actually write effective Python on <laughs> iOS devices, like if you need a tester, let me know. Well, cool, man. Everybody, my guest has been Zachary Lineman, like amazing again probably the youngest person i've ever interviewed on the show but up there with all the people we were talking about like django development and stuff before we got started so i'm like 
Super pumped to have this conversation. And, and of course, if you've listened to the show before, you know the music's going to start playing soon, but the conversation isn't over. In a few minutes, Zach is going to be interviewing me, answering whatever questions he has. I don't know what they are. I'm kind of excited. Uh, again, as little or as few or as many questions as he has. But with that said, Zach, thank you so much for being an excellent guest on the show. Thank you for building this app. Um, I want to play with it more now. Um, I also want to get like some of those app developers that I know to say like, Hey, go contribute to this, go help out with this. This is going to be big stuff. Um, but yeah, let everybody know how they can, uh, catch up with you if they have questions about the app or, uh, if they just want to, to chat with like an awesome app developer. Thank you. Um, if you're looking to get to check out jelly Cuts stuff, you can go to the website. So it's just jellycuts.com. And then I'm on Twitter at Lineman Zachary. And I'm most active on the Jelly Cuts Discord, which is also on the Jelly Cuts website. So if you need any help, you can go there. If you're just going to chat, I'm there most of the day when I'm not doing other stuff. Awesome. Well, this has been The Pitch Show. My guest has been Zachary Lineman, and I've been Jay Miller. As always, you can check out what I'm doing on Twitter at KJAYMiller. Uh, check out the website, kjmiller.com. And we are on YouTube and doing videos talking about automation, mostly on the Mac, but we're going to be going to uh, iOS soon. I actually want to do a video on Jelly Cuts, but I've got to actually do more with it other than Hello World. Um, So that might be on the way, but you can catch that. There will be a link in the show notes for that. But that's going to do it for the first half of the episode. Um, Coming up, Zach's going to be interviewing me. But uh, until then, I hope you've been productive. And uh, Zach, are you ready for the after show? I am. All right, cool. So as I mentioned before, your time. I'm your guest. Ask me whatever questions. I will answer them. So, uh, yeah, from this point on, the show is yours. All right. So you said when we were talking before, um, you said you're technically an app developer. Uh, What have you made? Like, what, what do you mean by that? So I have, I, I usually build web apps of like, of mm-hmm. all the things. Um, you, you mentioned a lot of like, a lot of these were web-based projects for school. That is my whole career is <laughs> like, I built this thing. You can use it or you can't. I don't know. It depends on how I felt if I took it down <laughs> or not. But, um, yeah, my right now, the only app that I ha- or the only like website that I have that I'm like actively developing on is a project called diversityorgs.tech. Um, in my job as a developer advocate, mm-hmm. part of what I do is I'm responsible for connecting uh, folks in our community to organizations that cater to diversity. So there are hundreds, if not thousands, of organizations like that around the world. The problem is, is I'm in San Diego, and I'm not around the world, at least not all the mm-hmm. time. So... <laughs> When people are like, oh, hey, I want to find an organization that, you know, supports LGBTQIA plus, you know, folks in mm-hmm. Wisconsin. I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. But what I've done is I've created kind of this, like, I guess I call it like meetup for diversity, basically, where if there is something there and it's been added to the site, you can just type in like LGBT and Wisconsin and something will pop up. I don't know why I use those examples because I don't know if there's anything there. I'm sure there is. I just don't know if it's there or not. It's not in the site yet. Um, but yeah, as a, as a developer advocate, one of the things that I wind up doing is building a bunch of demo apps. So that's why I said I'm not like, I wouldn't call myself an app developer because I haven't built anything on like the app store or anything like that. 
but often I'm building demos that are like, hey, let's build a search engine for government documentation on like reporting and stuff, which sounds super boring, but CEOs love that stuff. So I just, all right, let's, let's do it. And then we, I build it and I present it. And it's like this stupid website that I built in like 45 minutes using Tailwind and like React and Python and stuff. And I'm like, all right, here it is. Here's the thing. Let's talk about it. And let's talk about the technology that it's built on and show them a bunch of graphs and stuff. And then they go, okay, yeah, we love it. So yeah, it's, it's very much like I'm not out in the app store, but the stuff that I'm making is often like showing the people who then will put their stuff out on the app store. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I have another question. Well, what's okay. what's an app you use like in your daily life? Like what's like one of the most important apps you use? Oh man, let me uh <laughs> let me think about Jelly Cut now. Nah, let me uh <laughs> Um, that I like to use, I would say craft. Um, it's one of the, like the note taking space as a whole is so convoluted and I don't want to like, I don't want to like rag on electron apps, but (laughs) getting tired of electron apps. So even though like craft is a catalyst app and it's like, yeah, there's some, there's some questions that go with that as well. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, at least I know that it's built with, like, the Apple ecosystem in mind. So whenever I open Craft, I feel like I'm getting a very, like, Apple-like experience instead of something that's been ported from a website over onto, like, a a screen, like a a windowless screen or something. Yeah. So Craft is probably the most used tool that i have like all the shows that i do all the different podcasts that i do like i manage all that stuff in craft interviews like i mean you saw i sent you like the craft link that has like the show notes and everything um i'm testing using it as kind of like a bullet journal type thing but i don't know my notebook will probably always have a place (laughs) somewhere but uh, yeah craft is probably the best one Um, i'm trying to think of one that's like that i haven't talked about but yeah craft's probably it yeah i try i tried out craft a while ago it just i never really stuck with me same with notion just neither neither really my my jam no notion is one of those that i use notion i even told people to use notion for so long like i was doing like productivity coaching for tech folks for a bit Mm -hmm. and notion is super powerful and super capable but the problem that i had was they didn't they invested it more in marketing and this is coming from someone who even though like my job is to interact with developers i'm still technically a part of our marketing team um but they invested more in their marketing and like let's get influencers to talk about how notion is like the best app ever (laughs) instead of actually developing on the app like it was three years of people saying hey can we get an api hey can we fix the performance issues and then finally they fixed all those things and it was like well at this point i'm not even using the app anymore so i don't want to like i'm not gonna go back (laughs) yeah i was i was in that but i was like yeah can you guys like can we get an api can we get um can we get like fix the performance like when i open like a, a drop down list it loads for like 10 seconds before i can see what's in it and that that really hurts like my time and stuff so yeah i was i moved off of them and then i think they fixed everything but now i'm off of them so we'll see 
what I end up next right now. I'm just messing around with Obsidian mostly. Yeah. I If Obsidian was a native app, I probably would give it a shot. I I will say yeah. my brain does not work the way that like VS Code like apps work. <laughs> um, I have to like build my own shortcuts because for some reason I can't go into like an extension manager and just program my own there. Yeah. I'm like, no, I got to use Keyboard Maestro <laughs> for this. So I I mean, even Nova, like I just started using Nova just because it was like, I'm giving these demos. I need something that people can read instead of me looking at like, I use Vim. Like Vim is my preferred <laughs> like way to write code. But at the same time, I can't, I can't go into a command line and like blow everything up and present it on a terminal in front of a bunch of folks. They'll be like, yeah, what's happening like, here? What are you doing? Exactly. And I mean, the people that do it, that do it like really well, like that's one thing. I'm, I'm not one of those people. I'm like, like crap. All right. I'm instead of going like, what is it? Control, like close curly brace or something to go like to drop down a paragraph. I'm just like, K, 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 <laughs> you know, just, just hitting the K button five times just to, to go down. So it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a challenge for me, but even Nova, I'm like, Again, it's, it is not as powerful and not as performant as Visual Studio Code yet, but the promise as it's a native app gives me hope that like one day it could be like, yeah. it'll get there, but it needs people to invest time and energy into it. So let me be that person to invest the time and energy <laughs> that way. You know, once it's there, it's like, oh yeah, I've been using this for three or four years now. I know what yeah, I'm now you're Now you're there. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've been looking into Nova recently just because people have been asking for a Jelly Cuts extension for it. So I definitely have to check that out when I get some free time. Yeah, they're they're expensive though. I would I would yeah. probably explain like see if you can message them and like explain what you're doing because I mean it's like a hundred bucks. I'm like, look, I'm trying to develop for your app. I'm not trying to use it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was looking. I was like, all right, can I? I think the free trial is like thirty days, yeah. or something. So I was like, all right, can I pump out a working thing in three thirty days and then run off that? But we'll see. I just got to get the extension working enough that it doesn't have any bugs. So, so I, I didn't ask this in the main show, but like, has have you seen? Has Jelly Cuts been the success that you were hoping that it was, or is, are you like? I, I mean, I know that's kind of a loaded question, but like, <laughs> is it like ah, we've got some more work to do? But you know, the people that have tried it really enjoy it, or is it like, whoa, this is kind of going bigger than I thought initially? It's kind of a mix of all three. Um, there's definitely like a lot. Like before, I think a lot of the issues with like I. I expected because a lot of how like I listened to like a lot of like launched and then under the radar. So I was like a lot of them really took off with their apps. So I definitely had like a little bit of inflated expectations, but I had already built up a big community with the, my test flight was 11 months of test flight. So I had a lot of people already in the app. So I already had a lot of my dedicated users from the start. So I didn't, I saw a, a jump of quite a few dedicated users already, but like I had a lot of the core people already there. So a little less there than like I was expecting, but like the overall reception was way better than I expected. And like the, the download numbers were around what I, a little more than what I expected, but like not 
blowing my expectations way out of the water. That makes sense. And it's it's cool that you were able to have people testing it the whole time around. And it's good you're I mean, Charlie's one of those folks that like I don't get his brain. Like he very much of like, hey, I got a job as an iOS developer and I don't really do iOS development. I'm going to build the best noise making app like on the app Ever. store. Like that's and and I saw that a little bit with with jelly cuts of like having the the different icons and the level of care and attention that was put into it. Like it, it did feel very much like a dark noise app. And shout out to Charlie. I need to reach. I need to message him. <laughs> I've I've talked to him one, well scratch that. I've talked to him a few times. Um I interviewed him when Dark Noise came out, but then mm-hmm. also like I'm in a Slack channel with him, but I mean again it's one of those things where like people who work in Slack don't go to other Slacks just to hang out. So it's like yeah, he's there. I could reach out to him, but neither one of us are doing that. So Yeah, I I've talked to him like once when I I just asked for permission to use the launch style icon for a little hidden Easter egg in Jelly Cuts, and that's been about it. But yeah, I mean, I I think he had to do the same thing. So (laughs) (laughs) cool, man. Well, you got any other questions? I'm I'm here. I'm here for it. Nah, that's I. That's all I have right now. Cool, man. Well, this has been honestly way better than i would have ever expected not because you're 17 but because you're 17 like it's i did not know what to think going into the conversation just because this is an app that i haven't i haven't seen other apps like this and again maybe it's that balance of development and marketing like you also have to market your product and i feel like you've done a really good job with that but then also to to find out like hey you can people go build that stuff like if if you've made something and or if you want to make something like just make it because straight up if you don't yeah. there will be some there'll be someone in high school or someone in sixth grade like when you <laughs> said sixth grade i was like god i'm old <laughs> but, like i hear so many excuses from people they're like oh i want to learn how to code and i'm just like dude just do it just just, just do it. yeah just go anywhere there's so many places even starting with like scratch or like app inventor which is some mit thing like you can learn so easily and if you want to just do it and make dumb stuff i made tons of dumb stuff before i made this yeah and even if it's not your your full-time job i mean again i wound up i have a job where like talking on podcasts and youtube and stuff is my job and Mm -hmm. i just happen to write code in the in between times where I get to talk about the code that I wrote. So it's, I, I think that a lot of folks feel like you have to be married to like this app developer lifestyle or whatever of like indie app or working for some fortune 500 company. It's like, nah, man, just, just build stuff. Just do it. Just, just have build fun. It, put it yeah. out there. I love it. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me stop this uh, recording really quick. I got to go find all my buttons. The recording has stopped. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank um, you, Sam. <laughs> and then let me stop my